Good morning. Uh, as always, I appreciate the prayer on my behalf and pray that uh, something that we talk about today will touch you and, and help you in your Christian walk of life. Uh, we're going to spend some time looking at a subject that's not new to any of us, uh, the majority, but I feel as though it may help us remember how we need to look and reflect on our lives and how we need to live our lives during these times. We're going to look at the fruit of the Spirit. I don't know how many times i said in the last six months, people are mad. <laughs> They're just mad, angry. I don't know how many times in the last six months, I hate to admit it, but Shona and the kids will tell you how many times I'm angry, mad. Where are you mad at? I don't know. Just mad. Mad at what's going on in our lives and letting that overtake my mind and, and, and let it affect how I live my life, how I treat others. Just mad. Uh, so this lesson is probably more for me than anybody <laughs> to try to help me understand what's important and how we need to look at life and how we need to live this life and how we need to spread God's word. We're going to begin reading in Galatians 6, 7, and 8. We reap what we sow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Pretty straightforward. If I'm a farmer and I want to grow wheat, I go plant wheat. If I want tomato plants, I'm going to plant tomatoes seeds because those seeds are going to produce wheat. I'm not going to plant cucumbers and wonder why it didn't grow up and, and make tomatoes, beautiful tomatoes. So in our lives, the same way. If we're going to walk in the flesh, live in the flesh, live in the world, and let that be our lives embedded in our lives, corruption, and death is the answer. That's what we're going to get. We reap what we sow. If we walk in the Spirit, we open our hearts and let the Holy Spirit walk in our lives, work in our lives, then we're going to reap life everlasting. We reap what we sow. We read again in Romans 8 and 12, be, that the righteous of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Again, walk after the Spirit if we want to be righteous in the sight of in, in pleasing to God we need to understand too the Lord looks at the heart first Samuel 16 and 7 but the Lord said unto Samuel look not unto his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him for the Lord seeth not as a man seeth for he looketh for man looketh on the outward appearance but the Lord looketh on the heart we cannot fool we can fool others with our outward appearance and actions that we take. But the Lord looks at our heart and we cannot and he cannot be fooled. We want to be faithful, living a faithful life, not doing the deeds to be seen by others, but service to God. We read we also need to open our hearts to the Spirit, whose adorning let it not be that the outward adorning of the plating of the hair and the wearing of gold or of the putting on of apparel. But let it be hidden, but let be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is, is of great price. After we take, take our Lord Jesus as our Savior and are baptized for the remission of our sins, we have to open our hearts and let this Holy Spirit work in our lives. We need to live the life of service and look to God for wisdom in navigating our lives and let the Spirit work. 
Now we're going to read in Galatians 5 and 22 about the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against there is no such law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Christians, we need to walk and live in the Spirit every day. We have to choose walking in the Spirit over the flesh. In this, when the, talking about the Spirit, whoops, on a different slide. Sorry about that. On a different slide. Let's go. We're going to talk about some of the characteristics mentioned uh, above. We're going to talk about love. John 15 and 12. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. And we also read in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaulteth not. Itself is not puffed up. Doth not, doth not behave in itself unseemly, seeking not, their, not her own, and not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. Love is patient, kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. It's not proud. Love does not dishonor others or talk bad about others. Love's not self-seeking. It's to help others. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for others. Love's not easily angered. Love keeps no records of wrongs. You know, when I read those, I would hope somebody would think (laughs) that I had love for them. But when I put it like I just read it, does not boast, does not keep records of wrongs. Sometimes I'm guilty. A check mark. (laughs) They did that to me, I'm going to do this to them. Love's not like that. This is unconditional love that we need to have and we need to have in our hearts. Everyone, in love, everyone, not just the people close to us and, and that loves us. We need to love our enemies. We need to love each other as God loves us. We read about joy. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and the peace and joy of the, in the Holy Ghost. In Romans 15 and 13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Joy keeps us from being discouraged beyond despair during trials that we face in our life. Our eyes are continually set on those spiritual realities which keep the stress and anxiety from overcoming our hearts. Joy keeps us, can keep us focused on our heavenly home during times of trial. We read about peace. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye, have, ye shall have tribulations, but be, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In Romans 5 and 1, therefore in being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have peace in our lives knowing the saving grace of God. We have peace knowing that we have Jesus as our Savior and the blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins to give us a chance to be close to God and inherit an eternal home. That can give us peace in our hearts. We need to be long-suffering. Howbeit for this cause I have obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and be patient. 
Joy and peace are the foundations leading up to long-suffering. They give us the ability to continue to be faithful servants in the, when the storms. Our patience with others increases when we have peace and joy in, in a relationship with God. God is patient with us, and we should be patient with others. And I'm going to kind of put these together a little bit, these three with a story. Joy, peace, and long-suffering when working with others. Those that work with and try to teach the gospel and do lessons, private or home lessons with people, do you ever get discouraged? <laughs> when you're trying to teach and they won't, they just get stuck on something and you can't get them by it, you can't get them to see the truth. It's discouraging, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm going to tell a story how you not to handle things. And it's not about teaching gospel, it's in the job I have. I was a young person, principal, and I hope I'm a little longer in the tooth and wouldn't act like this again, but this is how you don't handle someone. You need to be patient with them. We was, I got a call on uh, Monday morning, and the people in this story aren't in these positions anymore, myself included. So don't try to figure it out if you wanted to ask somebody. They won't even know. Probation officer called me Monday morning and said, we'll be in your office at 9 with this parent. And I'm going, ooh, something you don't ever want to hear. Mind running what's going. The parent comes in, and, and uh they're in, and we go through the story. It's something happened over the weekend at their house with somebody else, and they want me to do something about it. And I said, well, I can't do anything about that. It's on a weekend. Well, and we go through this over and over, and I'm not listening. Uh, after that first little part, i got to say, I just quit listening, and I, and, I, and I wasn't patient with them. I should have listened. We go through the story, and, I, and I'd go, when something happens at school, do we, do we help? Yes, you take care of it. And I said, but I can't take care of this. And I should have just listened because she wanted something that I didn't give her. After about going through this three times, I got up and turned around and screamed, ah, and hit the wall. <laughs> turned back around. As minute I turned around, I knew that was the wrong thing to do. Because I had the same problem with the same person, and now they think I'm a crazy idiot. You know, we need to be patient. We need to hear hear. Others, we need to hear what, what she wanted was me just to understand that this was happening and wanted a little help from me. She'd reached out somewhere else and didn't feel like she got any help, wanted a little help from me. And all I had to do was listen. That's it. And, and listen to the story and say, well, I'll, I'll help you any way I can. I'll make these phone calls and help you. And that's what I should have done. <laughs> but sometimes when we, get, when we think about peace and joy and long-suffering and being patient with others, pride gets in the way. I felt like she's pointing the finger at me. You fix this. And I'm thinking it's at your house on the weekend. I can't fix it. But in all truth, I could have helped fix it by listening and, and just trying to see what she wanted. So we always need to be sure and be patient. And sometimes if we're not understanding what each other is saying, we need to slow down and just try to listen just a little bit and be patient with one another. We need to have kindness and goodness. Let no cor corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto, unto the hearers. A good man out of good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an, evil man out <clears throat> and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. We also read in 1 Peter 3 and 9, not rendering evil with evil, railing for railing, but contrary, Contrarize blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. 
you know, when we go to the goodness and kindness, just because somebody's bad to me, it's like what I said, check mark, I'm going to be bad to them. That's not what we need to be thinking. We need to try to find the good in everything that's out there. The good and bad, we need to find it. And we need to cling to that. And we need to be kind to one another and, and good to one another in here. We must also keep faith. Let no mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about the neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is evidence the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. Faith shows that we're confident in God's word and we believe in the promise of eternal life and we believe that Jesus came and, and lived a perfect life and, and is our Savior and died for the remission of our sins. That's faith. We believe it. It's embedded in us. That's faith. We need to be gentle. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And then Colossians 4 and 5, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. And I'm going to go back to my story. Was my speech savored with salt? Did I really think what I was doing? No, I didn't. And I can think of many times when this happened. I'll tell you one more of my war stories. Uh, we was in the office, and the, the gentleman was upset. It was in the superintendent's office, and I was the principal. He was upset at how we handled the situation. Not me, the school. One pointed at me. But uh, we're sitting there, and his son was in trouble for fighting and threats. And he said, y'all promote fighting at this school. I was, really? He said, you're fighting Irish. <laughs> and I said, well... I wish the football team thought that sometimes. I said, I, I don't see that as promoting. That's just, and the, the Legion has a, a cannon with shooting, uh, shooting cannonballs out of it. And he said, that's from us. Well, it's not ours. And, you know, the superintendent's doing a great job. I'm just there as a witness. And he said, even after y'all score. Now, I'm a witness, but my face is getting about, I don't about the red as a sweater right here. <laughs> and I'm listening. And he said, even when you score, you play you shoot a cannon. I said, no, we don't. We play the fight song. And as soon as that came out, I went, wow, did I just mess up? And the guy, he cut his eyes at me, and I went to backing up. We've got to slow down and think. We need to be gentle in our speech <laughs> and know what we're saying when we say it. Don't let emotions over control us sometimes because words hurt, words cut, and, 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 and words have meaning. And we have to be gentle in our words, and we also, also have to show the self-control. Uh, be a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, and temperate. Wherefore, my brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superficial naughtiness, naughtiness can't get that out, and receive the meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Self-control. We need to be able to control our thoughts. We have to have control over what we say, our actions, and how we treat others and be conscious of that all the time. We need self-control. We have to... <clears throat> I got off again, sorry. The Holy Spirit needs to be working in our lives. We read this in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In whom ye also trusted that after ye heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, 
in whom also, after ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of purchased possession and praise the glory. Whoops, just went off. And praise the glory. We need to be able to spot the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And those characteristics we just went over and described each one and read about in the Bible on each one, we need to be able to spot that in our lives. We need to be able to see that we have that, and then, the hope, then we can tell the Holy Spirit is working within our lives. And the result of the Holy Spirit in our lives will be good things like the love, the joy, the kindness, self-control. The fruits of the Spirit are evidence that the work of the Holy Spirit is in us. We're going to read a parable in Luke 13, 6 and 9. He spake unto this parable, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought the fruit thereon, and he found none. And he said unto the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none. Cut it down, why cumbereth it the ground? And he answered, saying, Lord, let, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it, and dung it, and bear fruit. And if it bear fruit well, and if not, then I, then after thou, that thou shalt cut it down. You know, here they said, cut the tree down, it's not, it's not bearing fruit. The one dressed in the vineyard, he said he wanted to take care of it, he wanted to nurture it, he wanted to dig around the roots, he wanted to fertilize it, he wanted to give it one more shot. God wants us to bear fruit. He wants us to bear fruit, he wants every one of us to have the fruit of the Spirit in us. He wants every one of us to feel that. He wants that for us. He wants it for you and I. If we're not feeling that, maybe we should do like the dresser of the vineyard. Maybe we should nurture and, and self-check our relationship with God. Maybe we should get deeper rooted like he's trying to do for the tree, the fig tree, trying to help the roots when he's digging around it. Maybe we need some, some to get deeper rooted in the Word of God so it can work in our lives. Jesus came so we might be free from sin and burdens that we have in our lives. We need to all be op open our hearts and let the Holy Spirit work in our lives so we can be fruitful. There was a, a, a this is a story of a young man who got snake, a snake bite in Sudan. They found him, he went to a mission, and it was a paralyzing snake bite, and, 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 and most of them were deadly, and they died pretty quick. But they got him to this mission, and he was he was slept for four days. You know, they was trying to help him out, doing the best they could. And, he's, and he was just out. On the fifth day, woke up. Just so happens, a, a group came through telling the story of Jesus and preaching the gospel. The day he woke up, he heard it, obeyed, and was baptized. <laughs> that night, died of cardiac arrest. Not only do we need to nurture with us, if we see others that need help, nurture, cultivate. They may have questions in their lives. They may not want to ask, but if you notice, talk to people. Let them know so we all can bear fruit, the fruit we need. We read in Matthew 7 and 17, Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. I can't... I can't tell the difference in a fruit tree from right now this time of, from any other tree this time of year. 
become when they start putting on leaves and start putting on their fruit, bearing fruit. Can you tell a difference? Can you tell a difference? If we're out in the community, if we're out teaching, and if we're out uh, in our jobs, if we're interacting with others, can people tell what fruit we're bearing? Can they see fruit in us? Can they see the fruit of the Spirit in us? You know, when the, when the fruit starts coming on the tree, and, and, and it tells pretty quick what it is. And the same thing can be with us. One last story, and, and I'll close. And I have to read this one because I kid, it's about strawberries. And it's a lesson someone learned from strawberries. And it was, the author was unknown. He said he was on his hands and knees pulling weeds. Suddenly he noticed something he had seen a hundred times but never caught the lesson in it. Runners from the berry plants. From the main vine, a number of slender shoots extend out in all directions. They're thin green stems creeping along the ground, pushing out by the mysterious power of the mother plant. After reaching about six inches, they, in the end, they penetrate the ground and develop roots. The leaves of the new baby plant shoot upward, and all while the forward, the infant plant is able to sustain itself. It's nourished by the parent plant, the runner. With new growth is fixed on the ground, the runner resumes its journey and reaches out another six inches. Still nourished by the original clump of berries, this process is repeated. And while the plant is multiplying, there are several others doing the same thing in different directions. Suddenly, if it said, I forgot all about the weeds and, and, and started focusing on the runners, and it caused him to cry, oh God, make me like the strawberries, reaching out in an effort to multiply and bring forth fruit. The plant, runners, spreading. We need to be bearing good fruit so we can spread the word of the gospel to others so they can have a chance at eternal life and have that relationship with God. Things, things are tough uh, sometimes, and I know that, and, and I'm speaking to myself. And sometimes I may lose focus, but when we start to lose focus, we need to go to, to God. We need to ask for wisdom. We need to get in his word, and we need to find answers that we need to get it right. Don't wait to get it right. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.